This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We're going to be here for the next hour talking to you about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard and garden. Good morning, guys. Good morning, guys. How are we? I'm good. I think we're okay. Good. Good, good, good. I'm okay. You're so-so? Yeah, I'm always so-so. Okay. I'm okay and partially so-so. Looks like crystal clear this morning. But darker, my house. but darker. But it was darker. I I noticed that on on my way in. It was significantly darker this morning than it was uh, last weekend. As I was say back in it. July, before I mean in June before we started our way down to the. How many minutes are we down? I how didn't much, check how many that. minutes darker was it, Mister? I didn't check. I I will I will look into that for Please. you. Please, I want an update before the show is out. <laughs> I'll have to go break out my stone observatory in the backyard. And see beautiful crescent moon there. last night. It was not there this morning. I didn't notice. Which I don't think part? I was, you didn't notice that it wasn't I didn't notice here this the, morning. I didn't notice the crescent moon. So yeah, was, you weren't out at your awesome. stone observatory last night no, tracking I was the not. moon. Okay. No, I was not. I did not did not track it. Uh, we kicked off the uh, restart of our garden classes last weekend. At oh, Wall I thought Story. you were going to say it, Del Mar. We had a we had a good we had a good we had a good, good turnout. turnout. Yeah, in, exactly. in, uh, in Poway. Yeah, very busy. Uh, San Diego. It sounds like they had a good turnout, and we're going to do it again today. Today, as a matter of fact, in Poway at 9.30, it's going to be Summer Color with uh, Brian, who's going to be handling that. He's our he's our buyer at the uh, at the Poway store. And in San Diego, it's going to be Summer Vegetables with uh, Josh. Josh. Yeah. yeah. And um, if you haven't if you haven't gotten in your summer vegetable garden, yeah, it, you, plenty of time. It, the, the the selection isn't as deep as it was back in the springtime, but you, there's still Correct. plenty of time to. Uh, Still plenty of time to put stuff in. Is there what? still plenty of time for me to say I'm going to? Oh, there's ample opportunity to okay. say that. Yeah. You it can might be, it do might that. be late for corn, something like yeah, that. Yeah, some of those things. Bigger, are yeah. Well, we had some, we had some four inch corn that was almost three feet tall, so you might you might still be able to <laughs> to do that. And some of the longer, larger pumpkins that are like 110 days to maturity, those might be a little difficult. Correct. You know, the first time I did a big pumpkin, it was the first week of July that I put it in, so it's not that far away. No, I've got a large Big Max. Pumpkin, if that's not you know, redundant, doing very well right now. A large Big Max. It is kind of yeah. redundant. It's doing well. All right, I won't call you out on it, but we, you did. We, we've got more tomatoes than we know what to do with at this point. They're, I only put in four plants, but they're producing so much, it's it's not even funny. And the, the one that I was really looking forward to, just because of the novelty of it, was the Berkeley tie-dye. Yeah. And it looked like they were supposed to be heat, big tomatoes. The one I got was smaller than a baseball. Was it yeah. kind of loud and protesting? No, it wasn't. Uh, good, it was good. Kind of tucked in, tucked away inside. But uh, 
we harvested the first one yesterday. But I've got a bunch of them on that plant that don't have that weird coloration to them. Are are they slower right now to ripen? Have you noticed? Seem to be. Yeah. How about you guys? I don't. The only tomatoes I have are cherry tomatoes. Yeah, the cherries are all doing well, but my larger tomatoes seem to be. Taking a little bit longer. Yeah, are they they're languishing. They're, 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 yeah, they're loitering around, and my, not and, doing much. And mine are on. They're they're on a. <laughs> That's because the, the perkly tie dye got to them. <laughs> they're on, they're they're on the pool deck. I mean, they're in full, they're in full sun on concrete, and they're still they're they're not they're not ripening real fast. Right. But on, uh, on the pool deck, uh, they probably just want to hang out and relax. Yeah, uh, yeah. They have, have no desire to, to work. I have to bring them a beer every once in a while. So, uh, but they're. We've, I, got, um, we've got a lot. I brought a bag over uh, to the neighbor yesterday just because I. You're not going to eat them. I'm, I'm not going to eat them all. Where, 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 where's the bag you brought us this morning? I, 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 I gave neighbors. them I, 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 at the, the neighbors. neighbors. I don't, I don't They're at the see neighbors. My now. bag. But there is a benefit to the sun gold cherries that I Ooh. took from a six pack, put into the four inch, and then shared with neighbors and friends. Now, wherever I go, There's you some, get sun gold. And I, I figure I have rights, and I can, I mean, I ask. But you can I'm, harvest freely. Yes, yes, without guilt. This time, so, yeah, I've been. In, it's it's working. It's working for me. Okay. Very good. So and they're awesome. and they're ripening. I don't know what's going on with your guys' ginormous tomatoes, oh, but well, the all little my, ones are ripening. All of our small ones are are doing very well. The, the, all okay. the, the sun golds, the cherries, the I didn't do Rapunzel, but what's another uh, sweet one hundred? Looks kind of like Rapunzel. They're doing well. It's just the larger tomatoes just are not ripening. The sweet one hundreds. I had had a half a six pack of those, didn't That's I? That's right. Yeah, we switched. We swapped. Yeah. How how are those doing? Because ours are producing. Uh, I think they are part of the, the compost. Land compost. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what I was. Yeah, they're <laughs> composting. <laughs> yes, they are. So they're still contributing to the garden in Cir- some manner. Circle of life. Absolutely. Yes. Good for you. Oh well. Wow. <laughs> At least Roy is bringing me tomatoes. He is. Oh God. It, Farmer they, Roy's doing well. Yeah. I, it blows me away how many tomatoes that he grows because he he brings us a ton of tomatoes, and I'm sure what we get is just a very fraction. very small yeah. fraction. Oh, it well, is when a he fraction. talks about twenty thousand pounds of of fruits and vegetables, I mean, so but, you know, he has really helped me. I have a terrible looking cucumber at home right now, and normally I'd be concerned about that and trying to fix it, but I know the right thing to do, and you've. Is just pr- uh, shovel prune it, compost it, and put something else in its space. I did. I did a bunch of cucumbers this year, and uh, we, we did it differently. I, instead of trellising them like Roy does, I just left them on the ground, and they're just thriving. They're doing really well. I, I did harvest. I told you I was putting in peppers, all the pretty colors, so they'd look like the little bag yeah, of sweet bag, peppers yes. from Costco. Mm-hmm. And I was down there with my. I had a glass of wine in one hand, and I, oh, this is a great-looking pepper. And I picked it, and it's a nice, bright red sweet pepper. Took a big bite out of it. And it wasn't sweet? It wasn't sweet. There's a reason they call it mariachi, and <laughs> no. it's not because it made its song. Music. It made music, it, yes. yes. It, it made music. It was David singing. And there was nothing I could do except for... Chug the wine. Drink more wine, yes. No, I had to get rid of the pepper from my mouth first. Uh, yes. Yeah. It brought tears to my eyes. It was so it such was a so, lovely it was so experience. Great, such a great, it was so touching. <laughs> yes, so, I was overwhelmed with joy. It's yes. like this pepper that I grew in it's my so garden. So stunning and so brave. Yes, yes. I have a bunch of colors, but I'm a little scared to eat the rest of them now. Yeah. Oh, oh I, I, actually, I put in a, put in an Anaheim chili this year, and yeah, we, I, I've got more chilies than I can than Melanie can 
do anything with them. I, That's going to say that you're going to make rellenos with. Yeah, um, we got to ha- and put in a jalapeno too, and it's it's producing. They haven't harvested anything yet, but it's probably got a dozen peppers on it that are just about ready to go. Mm-hmm. Then I put another one in. I don't know what it was, but I burnt the heck out of it with the triple sixteen when I. That on there, your so. dad would be oh, so proud. proud. Yes, it's <laughs> so, memories. So your dad said, "That's have, my and then, boy." And then there's there's another one that I burnt the heck out of with triple sixteen, which actually is starting to come back, but it hasn't produced anything yet. But the, well, I hear but the you, Anaheim the Anaheim's doing really well. So I hear if you burn them with triple sixteen, you come back. Was it three to six, three to four weeks later? Then things are better it's than ever before, place. right? Oh yeah. Well, well, for the most part, except for the one that died, um, and the one that. Is slowly starting to recover, but uh, but for, but fortunately, the, the Anaheim and the jalapeno those those I, did very well. I have to ask because we're so, with some of our chemicals. Well, most of the chemicals are very much a stickler for you know mixing it correctly, following the label. When you, <laughs> when you use the triple sixteen, just out of curiosity, and you don't have to say it over the air, but you can nod your head. Do you do you follow the instructions with the quantity that might be applicable for that size of a plant? Well, I guess it depends on the size of the, <laughs> of my, the palm of my hand, how much I I can I get say, in the I'll palm close of my, my eyes and guarantee shaking. Well, the, I, the 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 problem was when I was throwing it out there because the plants were still relatively small. Is it it got caught up in some of the foliage and like an idiot, I didn't wash it off. Ah. And that that's that's where the major okay. So it wasn't that's where excessive the major, quantity of fertilizer. Oh yeah, it was. Indiv- yeah, okay. but or that, that too. too. That yeah, too. But right. uh, the wor- the worst part was was getting it caught up in the in the foliage. I would like to do a quick round table survey. Do you read the label instructions of a granular fertilizer before applying it, George? Uh, if it's a triple sixteen, I would read it. I don't use it, so everything I use won't burn. Can Organics. we know your answer? Obviously, is no. <laughs> Mark Mahady. Typically, no. I don't. I yeah. just take yeah. a handful and throw it. Right. And if That's it's hotter, like triple sixteen, give it. I would water. throw yeah. it longer. Or f- I, I would. Break my Spread. wrist more so it, it disperses over a right, larger use, area. And use a larger quantity of water to And then sure. water the heck out. Yeah. Exactly. I don't. I haven't used triple sixteen in decades. I typically use the organics or grow power, which you it's yeah, very I, difficult I to burn with as well. Right. But and and in those cases, sometimes. I don't read the label. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, th- those are usually usually grow power is, was my go to, but I I was I I've just been stunned at how great that. Well, it's tomatoes. A, it, it's just growing. amazing when you when you actually well, if you actually when you use feed, them for exactly. Recall, yeah, yeah you know that's a great point. And and, yeah. and I mentioned this to, to David. The Grow Power tablets. Capri has a ton of plants on the porch, all kinds of kind of house plants and stuff on the front porch, wrapped around the house. And I I fed them or we fed them with uh, Grow Power tablets recently. And, well, two two feedings now over the course of several months, and they are just they have exploded. Apparently, you didn't read the label on that twelve month tablet before I, you're applying right. and, it and, a couple and, of times. But they're grow power, and 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 Mr. Anderson, Ken's dad, said do it quarterly. Yeah. So, and I do it quarterly, and my goodness, the it, difference it, it, in those plants right now. Yeah. Do you know why I recommend grow power planting tablets? Where that came to me it was a hand me down from Walter Jr. Yeah. from Ken's dad. Well, I, well, it's he such gave a, me a he gave me a cymbidium once. Uh, I helped him in a cymbidium class, and he gave me one at the end. He said, take this, and I took it home. I'm still and, bitter about that, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and with the Grow Power tablets. And, he, and I said, it says, you know, once a year. He goes, no, no, you have to do it every three months. And my goodness, just the, the, the plants on the porch are stunning right now. What a difference. Is it okay he's giving off-label information? Is it? It's it, well, it's incumbent on the individual that purchased the product to read the label. It is a violation of federal law, as you well know. Okay. 
to use that product in a minute. Oh, my dad's all, my, he's always been a a rebel, a, a big a big fan of um, fertilizer tablets. Yeah, fruity pills, fruity tabs. Yeah, they're yeah. fruity well, tabs. They, they, he, that was that was what he used on all of his. When he had yep. symbidiums, that was it. Symbidiums, and we use them on the staghorns at the nursery yes, as well. And they were, and I use them at home on the staghorns. Yeah. Such it's a great stunning. way to take care of containers, staghorns. You can use them in the ground. They're recommended for that. But anything, every time you water, it releases a little bit of food. And if my plants waited for me to mix up an individual gallon it's of water-soluble, yeah. Yeah. they're never going to get yeah, They're going to die. Well, they're going to die but, uh, from the drought, not from have, the <laughs> We have fuchsias that are a couple years old that are blooming right now. Um, the uh, Phoenix uh, Robolini blooming, which I've never had bloom before. It's, you know, it, it's, yeah. it makes me almost proud to see you. So enthusiastic. Ex- yes, yeah. the, the virtues of, of feeding and taking well, I've care always, of your plants. I've always fed plants, but this particular product I've only used for the last year or so. What are I'm they called happy. again? Grow Power Tablets. Planting Tablets. Planting Plant Tablets. Plant. Slow release. And... I have a box of 1,200, and I have kept it inside and dry so dry. that so I can, still have them. You can use them. Yes. Yeah. Well, Very exciting. That's one of, the, one, of the, one of the best things about them is just the convenience factor. You just, it's true. You just pick it up and throw it in the pot. That's, that's all you got to do. So they're uh, I have a goal very, for very the weekend product. now. Y- What's you, that? You're going to go home and put those tablets Not in Not today. Pots. Right, but over the next couple of days. Probably Monday. I'm not thinking it's going to happen tomorrow. I thought you were going rock climbing oh, with going, me on Monday. You're going on busy Monday. tomorrow. Huh? Aren't you busy tomorrow? Yeah. It yeah. won't be tomorrow, but yeah. Monday maybe. Yeah. I, tomorrow's I – when am I going rock climbing? Monday. Yeah, maybe not. Okay. <laughs> I am actually – you know what? I may go rock climbing, but it might be McGinty Rocks. Uh-huh. You want to do a mountain rock? We'll see. I'll, Ellie, Ellie Lane Loop of uh, Iron Mountain? We'll see. You're listening to Garden Talk here on sort KCB, <laughs> KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call today, we would love to talk to you. 888-344-1170 is the number. Uh, we've got all kinds of stuff to talk about coming up. Uh, we've got thrips on uh, thrips on nectarines, uh, butterfly sense of taste. or what? Do, how do butterflies taste? That was the question yesterday. Right, we answered it. Yeah, uh, kind of papery. Um, all and that, a, if that's not enough, there's more. Too. Oh, there's plenty more. There's plenty more. Uh, like I said, you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. Sugar is sweet. With more Garden Talk here. 
on KCBQ and KPRZ. He hit yes. that perfectly. Yeah, did a I nice mean, job. They, they faded the na- the number to roses or red. That was perfectly done. And this was, uh, I think, this was your song that you chose, wasn't I did, it? Was yeah, I did, it not? Did add this because I'm an old man. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there ain't no doubt about that. Do you want to just quickly say why? What are you talking about? That we have a new song. It's not. Wasn't. Uh, Garden party? Why not? It's always garden. Oh, because we're mixing it up a little bit. That's it. Moving. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's okay with you, right? Well, yes. Okay. Uh, well, you. we were we were talking about butterflies, butterflies, and how they taste. Well, they I, don't taste very good. I don't good think at all. they I taste very good. <laughs> They're kind of papery. I can and, tell you, yeah. I've never had one. So. But um, and, and how they find the, how they find the host plants. And, <laughs> Where they're gonna where they're gonna lay. So their they eggs. know it's the proper so they plant know that to, it's lay the proper plant on, to right. lay their eggs. Females, on. Yeah. and it's they taste through their feet. Well, I thought they have re, they have chemical receptors in their feet. And George, you were the one that actually. Well, actually, we'll go back. Give David some credit for last week because David did say he looked on a blog or something, and they they taste oh, with their feet. You didn't want to call it out. You wanted to study it. I, I said I wanted to make but... sure that it wasn't just you know some some guy from you know Tony's garden blog or something who, well, yeah but, we don't want to give out misinformation that's right too much other than what we already do <laughs> right but but yes they, they do they do taste with their feet so the females and taste might not be the right word but they have chemical receptors on their feet and they when they alight or land on the particular plant they rub one of their legs and kind of release the chemicals from the plant and if it if it matches to what they're supposed to have They'll then rub all their feet to double check, and then they'll lay their eggs if it is, in fact, an Asclepia in the case of a, a monarch or perhaps a uh, dill fennel or parsley if it's a, a swallowtail, et cetera, et cetera. I, I don't think that story is as exciting as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it wasn't captivating. It wasn't, yeah. No. So we'll go back okay, to the though. tasting, how, how they right. taste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear they don't taste very good, and that's why other butterflies look like monarchs so that, that it they birds will confuse other butterflies with monarchs and not want to eat them because monarchs don't taste very good. That's what I've heard. I have not tasted a monarch. Have any? Have no. you guys tasted a monarch? I, I, no, I have, have, God, I have, not I have knowingly. Not. Okay. I, have you used your feet to taste before? No. Never. No, I can't say that. I, can't say okay. that I, I try to keep my feet away from, from any, the food. Everybody, <laughs> any any <laughs> living <laughs> organisms. Exactly. <laughs> um. <I forgot>. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lost my train of thought. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to go down to Otay Mesa where Bob is waiting. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Uh, my tomato plant has uh, blossom, and, blossom and rot. And when I plant it, I dig up the soil, make a hole, and I put a lot of powdered gypsum in there. And I'm wondering if that's a waste of time putting the powdered gypsum and the other question would be uh, the liquid uh, calcium. Uh, how often and when would you put that in the soil, and does that really help? George, you were the one that came up with the article on um, well, blossom end rot well, yes. um, last Adam, week, I think Adams came up with it a couple of weeks okay. ago where the studies say that it may not be calcium specifically, but maybe the uptake of the calcium. And, and there are some studies indicating that the pH can be a factor in how readily available the calcium is for the plant. And soil moisture And as well. soil moisture, the consistency of soil moisture. All but I, I don't think it's a waste of time to put the gypsum in the soil. Right. It doesn't. You're yeah. not, not going to hurt anything yeah. by putting the, by putting the gypsum I mean, in there. It is a good calcium source. But, but I, I think that I, I 
personally, I think the the biggest issue is is Water. consistent soil moisture, making sure that the plants do not get too dry between watering, um, and that the soil is consistently moist. Because if it if it gets too dry, then the calcium falls out of solution and the roots can't pick it up. So you, I tell people you never want to let your plants get you never want to let your tomatoes, your peppers, your um, squash. squash get any drier than what a wrung out sponge feels like you always want to make sure that there's some some soil moisture there so an integrated pest management for the state does say that it's at this point they still say it's a calcium issue but they say it can be aggravated by high salt content in your soil or low soil moisture so i hope that helps however usually blossom and rot is more of an issue with the first few tomatoes that you go to harvest your your first one you go and flip it over and it is has blossom end rot and even without doing anything else sometimes the rest of the crop is just fine so do put the calcium in there but even sometimes when the calcium is there the other stress factors will prevent the plant from getting what it needs causing the blossom end rot if you water too much will that affect the tomato it can it Probably, yes, it can. It, yes. it, too, can prevent the absorption. But it, I don't think even, I've ever seen an overwatered tomato. I, it, it, it would be more, if you were going to overwater it, it would be more likely that it would be a problem if, the, if it was in the ground rather than in a container. I know you said you, you planted yours in the ground. Um, but I, I don't think I've ever seen an issue of overwatering a tomato. I would think it'd still be a factor simply because it, when all of the all of the research indicates it says you know inconsistent watering. So if you keep it too wet, it may also that's be, consistent. Well, no, you keep it too wet and then you let it get little little dry. You, oh, you know, you okay. can have some issues there. Yeah. And also, if the roots can't breathe, if there's no oxygen available, you may that's you're stressing the plant and that can yeah. be a problem. Is this happening throughout your crop, Bob, or is it just the yes. first tomatoes? Yes. Real bad too. Half of it to tomato. Did you say they were in the ground or in a pot? In the ground. How often do you water? Uh, about every couple of days. You might want to try watering longer because every couple of days should be adequate frequency. So maybe water it longer so it soaks down a little deeper and, and uh, further out. And what about that liquid calcium? Is that worth a try? Yes, because it bypasses the roots if you spray it on the foliage. It is absorbed through the foliage, so you can bypass the roots in case there is a problem down there. Uh, it's, it's more readily absorbed quickly into the plant. So when would you apply that? As soon as you plant it or, or, or wait a couple of weeks? No, I would do it yeah. throughout the, throughout the season, time, yeah. throughout the season. I, I would do it probably once a week. I would... Take a look at the label. Is see that what, what you're the, supposed I to do? I was about to say what the label indicates. Yeah. And see how often they say to use it. But I would do it as the fruit is developing. Okay. Appreciate the information. All right. Have a great weekend, Bob. Thanks for calling. Uh, goodbye. You Take know, care. On that note, when was the last time anyone here saw blossom and rot on a cherry tomato or on a sun gold cherry? Never. Yeah, never. never. Plant small tomatoes. Never. Yeah. I'm going to start the plant small tomato coalition. Well, you know, I... Are you a 501C? I'm going to be. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know which one it was. Might have been the early girl, but I was going out and harvesting a couple of days ago, picking some tomatoes, and I picked one had blossom end rot. Right? The one, literally, the one the next to cluster. it on the yeah. cluster yeah. did not have it. Had I, no symptoms of yeah. it at all. 
I would say in a normal season, we don't hear from people beyond the first one. It usually is, and mine as well. But this year I've had more people complain, complaining, is that the right word, or mentioning Concern. that it's more than just the first tomatoes. Because usually they will say, oh, yeah, it is just the first one. You're right. But it doesn't sound like that was the case with Bob. Uh, yeah, I've, I've only had, I think, maybe two out of all the tomatoes that we've had going. My, mine was on I've a celebrity this year, and it looked beautiful from the top, and I pulled it up, and it was one of the few, you know, Black I was complaining earlier how they weren't ripening. It was one of the few that had ripened, and I turned it over, and it was shot. Did you eat the top half? I, I may have cut the bottom off, put it in the rat trap nearby. Oh, and, and smart man. Rest. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, there are yeah. A, 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 about three or four uh, fewer or less mice uh, right now that were eating the tomatoes. Very good. You know, that's one of the things that's nice. The, uh, well, I shouldn't say that's nice about blossom end rot, but if you if you do have blossom end rot yeah. on tomatoes, for the most part, you can you just slice the bottom off of it and and they're fine. Yeah, they're can't say the same as for can't say the same for um, zucchini. Yeah, uh, they you get blossom end rot in zucchini. There's really not much. I, I nibbled around the edge. I didn't cut off the bottom edge. I just kind of ate from the top, and then I just discarded it to naturally co- uh, compost into the soil. I didn't think to put it in a. Well, a I, trap. I have I have sm- uh, the mice mouse traps and rat traps in the garden all the time. Not necessarily set, but periodically I will set them as needed. Yeah, I started. I noticed uh, there was had a couple of tomatoes that had some. Chew marks on them, so I left them there in case they're hungry. Hopefully, they'll just go back. Go back. Oh, they will go back, and that's why I use them on the right in the same spot. I'll set the trap with that tomato right on the ground beneath the plant. Click on the patented rangefinder, hit the same spot again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It wasn't me this time. No, it wasn't. (laughs) I just one thing that I've noticed that I've noticed that's been coming through the store. which I hadn't seen in a long, long time is giant white fly. Yeah, yes. what do you say? It, I've it, had two people the last uh, in the past three days, in the yeah. pa- in the past couple in the right. past week or so. We've had two or three people come in with a um, giant white fly, and both uh, the, each time it was it was on hibiscus. Hibiscus, yes. yeah, which is what it used typically. To, yeah, typically would go after. Although I remember when it when it was <coughs> a huge problem like twenty years ago, um, plumerias used to get it yes. really bad as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the giant white fly, you see it on hibiscus. It it coats the backs of the foliage. Uh, with, it looks like white fly, like a but it, beard it, but it has a has a really long like white cotton, almost cotton candy cotton, cotton right. candy cotton like candy beard like, that yeah. comes off of it. Um, it's relatively easy to control. Uh, the but the uh, systemics that we have now actually will work for eight to twelve months when you when you put them on. Um, then there's also I I say it's anecdotal because I I don't know that anybody's actually done a scientific analysis of it, but they say that if you mulch with worm castings, worm castings it'll, it'll right. keep it under it'll keep it under control as well. I, I can say with you know for me it, you know we talk we talk about anecdotal, but for me I put that out under hibiscus a couple of years ago, thick maybe three mm-hmm. inches, eighteen twenty four inches out, uh, from the base, and I have not had a white fly white fly problem at all in three years. Well, so we could call that an anecdotal antidote? You can for call it an anecdotal antidote for a giant white fly? Giant white told fly. you I talked to Sharon from Sharon's Worm World about that. And she Because she's not a plant person. 
But she's a worm girl. She's a worm girl. <laughs> she's a worm girl. <laughs> At any rate, but but I asked is her about that. Is that a term that. of affection? Oh, of course. Okay. I mean, then, yes. But uh, and I asked her about that, and she just didn't know what I was talking about. But she goes, it's funny, I have white fly. So I'm, she used it. A month later, she, I talked to her, and she's like, yeah, everything's gone. All the yeah. white fly that I had on my head. has to do with the chitons or head. something in the... Yeah. Yeah. The I, can't, I, can't, um, I can't remember the name the term. I'll have to look it up. Anyway, you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, Here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. I, I'm guessing with more garden talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm guessing that was George. Another one of George's. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. That's Edelweiss, for those of you who didn't hear Edelweiss and didn't know from Sound, Sound of Music. Of music. Well, I know what it is. I, I know that. It's okay. All good. Why, are you, looking, a, why are you looking at me? Like because you, you were looking at us that way. And you shook your head. <laughs> well, yeah. Ken, before before you go for, for any any further forward here on the tomatoes for you guys, do you guys put calcium or or oyster shell or anything when you plant your tomatoes? Usually, I do. This time, I did not. Curious. Um, no, I you know I actually don't. I throw I, stuff in. I usually recommend I I I usually recommend people when they're when they're planting when they're planting a garden of any kind um, to throw pelleted gypsum down. Along with along with fertilizer and any soil amendment, when you're when you're amending the soil, put it. It like I said, it. it you're not going to hurt anything by by doing it. Uh, usually, and, I just use a potting soil. I use it in containers, so I right. I but, should, but, and, but and I if don't. you're using a fertilizer that's that's tailored or made for vegetables, it typically has calcium in it. Correct. Um, yes. But I, I always put oyster shell in when I do the tomatoes. I was just curious what you what you were doing. There's a shortage of oyster shell right now for chickens, so you better not be using my oyster shell. Well, we we, we for... don't have a lot like we used to. We used to have the big bags, and, and I haven't seen the big the large bags. Yeah. I haven't seen that in a long time. It's it's hard to come by. I don't know if people weren't eating enough they're, oysters they're or not eating what. oysters anymore. Yeah, I fortunately in the pandemic. Have, see, I couldn't buy the what was it a dollar a pound or something oyster shell when I could get a fifty pound bag for like ten or twelve bucks. So I still have plenty of my fifty pound bag left. But I'll throw some into my tomato garden sometime when I it's plant again. Thirty five percent calcium, and you know most of the. Fertilizers like the organics are like three or four percent. So, but it puts the calcium there, right? And that's all. It just needs to be there and needs. Oh, to the be pH has to be right as well. Absor- absorbable, right? Is that a word? Absorbable. It is now. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
you know, speaking of interesting insects, we were talking about the giant white fly coming back, but one that's showed up a couple of times over the past couple of weeks that I had never seen before was the Chinese star scale. Is that? Yes. Well, yeah. it's something, it's got. It, was it one of the wax scales? Yeah, or, wax scale. Yeah, wax Chinese scale. Wax, yeah. Chinese one. Okay. Uh, the one that looks like something out of uh, Super Mario Brothers. Yes. Yeah. Very bizarre. Very bizarre looking. Distinctive. Insect. Yeah. Scale. Kind of a black body with little white. Almost Petals. like cones, cones that oh, stick that, up. Yeah, that, yeah it looks like a up. a barnacle. Yeah, well, most scale yeah. looks like a barnacle. Well, this yeah. one, this one moves around a little more. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's like yeah, little. Is, are you dan- was that a dancing? Movie? I'm trying. I know. I was trying to. I was trying to. It looks like, like Steve Martin. Yeah, doing exactly. <laughs> doing the King walk Tut like an Egyptian. Yeah. Thank you. No, I was thinking it had like little spikes coming out. Don't ever do that again. It did. It did. And. We had a little boar that we somebody had brought in in I think it was a branch off of his almond, and I took a video off of our video screen and sent it to the ag department, and they didn't they couldn't ID it from that, and they really didn't seem to care. And then I got a call yesterday from the ag department; they do care if they freaked out. Well, they didn't freak out, but they were interested, and they would send somebody to go to his house and pick it up if he's willing. So I'm gonna reach out to him today and find it, out. And what kind of tree did you say? It was in an almond, almond tree. Almond, okay. You know, from, you know, like one of your trees. Yeah, from your people. people. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you ever hear from the Ag Department about your ants? I did finally. <laughs> I got an email yesterday telling me my fire ants were southern fire ants, and we don't care about those, not the red imported not the fire Rikas. ant that we do care about. Oh, well, yeah, that's interesting. I, I had never noticed fire ants before. And I've always wandered around my yard barefoot. barefoot I know. But now. You don't do that anymore. Well, I still do. But I, I use, uh, I go out and spray them. It does a pretty good job, but it hasn't removed all of the colonies permanently. I keep finding more. So I'm going to go do it again. Well, I wonder what the difference between the southern fire ant and the Accent. imported fire ant. the way they ant. talk. Is that they, it they is. say y'all a lot more. Yes. <laughs> well, the reefa is from the y'all town, too. Y'all. I think it came from Texas to here, didn't it? I originally. I thought it was somewhere down in so, the south. So don't they say y'all down there too? <clears throat> Perhaps. That, here's a question for you. Yes. Right, have you been bit by by them? I have been bitten okay. by them before. Yeah, they. That's how you know these little ants climb on you. And instead of just wandering and annoying, they stop and bite. Yeah. And what are you using to spray? It's a thrin, and I'm not sure which one. Okay. It 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 also is good for residually killing flies that land on it. So it's good for barn walls and things like that um i think it, it well it's not cyfluthrin i'm trying to remember which one it is but it does a really good job of wiping permethrin out permethrin or something perme- like i think it is permethrin, permethrin, permethrin actually. Yeah. thank you yeah. a synthetic pyrethroid um but it does a very good job of knocking them down and making them stop but then i find another colony still walking around barefoot by sure. i mean that's how, is that so, how you find them you yeah. walk around and search, just step on them yes for... i i do that it's it's part of the control the contact and control process instead of going door to door i walk barefoot i have friends that have a lot of property in florida and when and when she walks around she carries a, a, a sidearm with snake shot in it do you carry your holster with uh, my your thrin? chemical with your thrin in, in case you need it in an emergency no, my Chemical with my thrin is in the garage where I never use it unless the ants are really annoying my feet, okay. which they do. Have you thought about spraying your feet first, just as a preventative as there you're you walking go. out? I believe if I read the label, it's <laughs> going to suggest I not spray that on okay. my on so my just person. Just checking. 
you know, there, there's um, there's fire ant controls that are available from different different companies. Of course, they're not available in California, um, but looking at the labels and catalogs and things like that, and the the one that I remember um, the most of it was asphate, which so is orthene. Orthene, oh. yeah, and you mix it with water and pour it right down the. Uh, Right down the, the uh, nest or the mound, the mound, yeah, yeah, and uh, we'll take care of them. We used to sell a lot of orthene. Yes, we did. Yeah. But, oh God, that stuff smells. Is that a Moral. systemic? Yeah, it's yeah, a systemic. I that, yeah. Oh, it's just reeks, right. just yes. reeks. It's horrible smelling stuff. Um, but it, but it did it, the we, job. It did the job. Yes. Uh, and powdered and for staghorns, powdered orthene was right. the uh, safest was the was yeah, the go to thing because they killed no, anything that no got oils. on them yep. and no oil in it to, to adversely burn affect them. Yeah, that yeah. no, was it, I, other than the smell. It was incredibly good stuff. And the other the other um, the other chemical that was the go to for years uh, was isotox. Isotox, yeah, yeah. Which was um, combinations. It was orthene and. Vendex. Ben, the miticide. The yeah, miticide. miticide. Dude, that was, right. out, was outstanding. Outstanding mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but there, it, um, Isotox was another one of those ones where Isotox was just the, was the, was the trademark name. And they Correct. Would, they would change the, change Ingredient. the ingredients mm-hmm. from, from time to time. But I think its last iteration was, um, uh, asphate and Vendex. I think you're right. But it was a that was a that was a fantastic product. Wasn't Dorisban? Wasn't that something that was used for ants? Dorisban, yeah, 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 that was yeah. a chlor. I can never pronounce chlorpyrifos. Chlorpyrifos, yeah. yeah, in some yeah. fashion. Dorisban was what took over after chlordane. Chlordane, yes. Chlordane mm-hmm. left the market. Dorisban was very popular in, in all the nursery stores, Home Depots. Et oh, cetera, we sold a lot for, of it yeah. for ants. Yeah. Chlordane was chlordane was very popular too, until it wasn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that was that was some that was some nasty stuff. Nasty stuff. I remember yeah. uh, a customer came in one time. They had something on their something on their tomatoes, and they sprayed all their tomatoes with chlordane. Chlordane, it's like, mm, yeah, I don't think I would eat those. If I yeah, you. Um, would either. Do you remember the bulb salesman who was telling us about in the North County one of the old time rancher farmers up there and he was up there to sell him bulbs and he walked into his pesticide cabinet and he had chlordane dust and he was so proud that he still had yes. it and it was everywhere and do you remember that yes that was years and years ago but yes yeah i do remember that i it was i chlordane it makes me dust. laugh and smile from the because if they're taking it away, it means it's good. I gotta keep it. Exactly. I've gotta have it. So he stored it up. It wasn't in proper containers. It was everywhere. Yeah. But the way he told the story was a little better than the way I just of course, did. But it was very but, funny. Yeah, yeah. Right. I hadn't thought about that in a long time. Yep. That was a while ago. Yeah, it was probably bad to walk into that. No, said yeah, container. I don't think. He, yeah, he probably shouldn't have been. Yeah. Uh. Well, who it, there was somebody? It was one of our salespeople was saying that you would, when you would walk into a garden center and you could smell the chemicals, it was the it was the smell of money. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the glory days. Yes. But that's when yeah. you could smell every. I mean, that's it, true though. You yeah. walk into a garden center wherever the for the pesticide section. What I the, the one I, the one I remember was there used to be a save on on 
Garnett and Pacific Beach and the old Save-On stores, you would, you would walk into the store and the first section that you got to was the yard and garden section before you actually got into the store. And as soon as you walk into that, that first section of the store, you could just totally smell all the chemicals and yes. everything that was in there. That's and, hilarious. And then you, then you would walk into the actual drugstore. You know, that is one benefit to the new generations of pesticides. They don't have those strong orders, so you can spray, and nobody's, the neighbors don't know and come over and stick their noses into your business, and you can do what you need to do, and they don't reek like malathion and porcine and yeah. all that of that one, stuff. Oh, that one still stinks. We still yeah. sell that one. though. It's available. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And it still, still stinks. Yeah. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts. Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. It's the time of the season for planting. It's Is the that what they the say in that song? Planting. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's mm-hmm. what I thought I heard. Yeah. Great song from the uh, '60s, I would say. Yes. And who is that? Animal? It's a zombies. 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 That's zombies. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, another. We, we we've been talking briefly about different insects that are showing up, and another one that you saw this week was um, thrips. On rips, yes. On nectarines, plums. Well, we saw, I didn't see. I didn't see the thrips this time. But we saw, but we the, saw the damage the associated damage. with it, yeah. right? Which is pretty common. It is very common. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I actually learned about it a couple of years ago from David. Aww. Uh, but I saw it, so I knew what I was looking for. Yeah, but it, it shows up as kind of brown scarring on scarring. nectarines, plums, um, nectarines, does, uh, spicy nectar plums. On at least mine, get it pretty. Is, pretty it, is yours ripe yet? Mine are just ripening. They took a long time yeah, this year. That's a great fruit. Yeah. David, you said yours are done. Mine's mine. Yeah, mine are, are done. Ours are just yeah, finishing yeah. up. It's not a grapefruit. No, no, a great. Oh, oh, oh. You're right. It it's is not a grapefruit. It is a great piece of fruit. Spicy nectar plum. Yes, but one of the best. It, it is. That that thrip though is a Western flower thrip that causes that damage. Yeah, and you said, and you had mentioned that it gets under the. It gets, gets into the flower as the flower. Gets flowers, into the flower. Yeah, and, and just as the fruit is forming inside there, the insect starts eating. Uh, you know. <laughs> Did you look into controls of it? Do you well, just let it go? I mean, it's it's just a. It's yeah, cosmetic. It's cosmetic. It's, it, it, it is, is co- yeah. but it does make the skin a little rougher. So if you're going to eat it, it's a rougher. It's not you know, smooth and silky and soft. 
Well, the interesting like David's skin. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> soft as a baby's behind. <laughs> the the interesting thing is though, it doesn't seem to affect uh, peaches. No, it no. doesn't. It's the fuzz factor. The fuzz, yeah. the fuzz yeah. I guess the fuzz factor. That, that the same thing that turns me off about peaches apparently turns yes. thrips off. Hey, yeah. well. You got I'm, something in common. Yeah, yeah. I'm that. That's what. That's one of my big. I mean, it, I. I don't mind peaches. I don't. I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind peaches. But I'm not a big if, fan either. For be, same between reason. peaches and nectarines, I'd prefer a nectarine. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. What? Mm-hmm. Well, it's you disagree. A peach is a fuzzy nectarine, or a nectarine is a fuzzless peach. They're right. the same. Same thing. Well, I know, but it's the fuzz that's the problem. So. I just would get past it. You know, a good peach is a good peach, and a good nectarine is a good nectarine. No, I fuzz I, no, or no I, fuzz. I, I I agree, but if I if I have to choices, if, if, yes. if I have a choice, choices, yes. I'm going to take the nectarine rather than the peach. Agreed. That's, that's so, all I'm. So to answer your I'm question saying. about control. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm having an argument with Ken first. Uh, Spinosad. Captain Jack's works well for that. You just for thrips. Yes, for thrips. When do you? I have did to not do it. That. Well, you've got to be cautious not to have it when the you know bees are foraging because it is moderately toxic to bees. But you, as the flowers start uh, dying off, that's time to spray it. And okay. do you, will one spray take care of it? Do you spray? I mean, as soon as they get done, maybe get a minimum amount of of rasping on the fruit. You, and you might right. Interesting. I know there's pheromone traps for them for the western That's right, flower thrips. That's right. You mentioned that. Right. Our same pest wizard that we get the pheromone traps for the citrus leaf miner makes one for flower thrips. I just have never. Do we have them? Bothered? No, we I, don't. I was we, can, we could, but I just don't know if it's. Yeah, IPM it's talks not, about it, weeds it's too. Not if you, that big if you a can problem. keep the weeds away from your plants, that can help reduce the populations of thrips. But smirk, <laughs> smirk emoji. That ain't, right. That's not going to happen. No, no. I um, didn't. I I was not aware of that. And is the thrip that gets into our gardenia a western flower thrip, or is that a different thrip? I have to look for you real quick, but I don't know. It probably okay. is. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. know. Okay. No, don't know. It's, okay. it's a, it, I know it's, it's comes a thrip. gardenias. But it's, yeah. it's a thrip. That's, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I think, the, I think Controls are the same across for all thrips. Yeah. I, I, th- I, think gar- I, I don't think I've ever seen a gardenia flower that does not have a thrip. Correct. Now, we, the, the big plant, that, I mean, the one that looks the worst, I think, is the myoporum thrip. Yes. That destroys yes. the myoporum trees. Yeah. It just destroys them. Yeah. That, that's one of the reasons why myoporums are, have, fallen, say, out, have know, fallen out of favor. I don't know if I've seen a myoporum tree in the last 10 we years. Had, the, the clean and green. The clean and green. clean and green is gorgeous. There's oh, okay. one. There's and it is thrip called, resistant. One called uh, clean and green, and it, 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 it is totally thrip resistant. The foliage is a little bit longer than... Um, is it skinnier too? It's a little narrower. Yeah, okay. I guess I have skinnier. seen that. I forgot but, about that one. Okay. But You're no, right. Nobody wants it. Yeah, that, no, it's right. true. That. It's, they've just fallen so out of favor that nobody cares. But if you want a fast-growing Good point. screen, myoporum is a great plant. But yeah. it's so hard. They don't hold up in the nursery. They grow so fast. They outgrow their pots yeah. so quickly. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, what was the other one that was a conic, constant problem? Um Oh, viburnum chinus it almost always has uh, spider mites on it. And yes. it rips too. It turns and the leaves that grayish the, color. That silvery gray color. Yeah. yeah. A, a constant battle with that. Azaleas too. Yes. That was an interesting thing I read about azaleas, and I'm still kind of baffled where that list came from, but we had that there, that list showed up at the uh, at the copy machine in Poway. Um 
plants to keep bees away or, or that don't attract bees? I was just going to make a joke about having a copy machine. That <laughs> already, we can just get to it whenever. If you needed it. Yes. And it kind of in the rural area of Poway. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> but um, bees. bees that uh, – azaleas and rhododendrons can be toxic to bees. I did not know that. Well, according to that list. But the um, – which I thought was interesting because they said it, azaleas and rhododendrons can be toxic to bees, but – Honey that's produced by bees that feed on azaleas and rhododendrons is not suitable for human consumption. But that kind of begged the question: Well, if it's if the plants toxic, are toxic yeah. to bees, how are they making honey out of it? So yeah, it I, I don't so know. Well. Um, but I had also heard that in the Central Valley, um, almond honey is not good for that's human. You, were, you mentioned human, that before directly but, for yeah. human consumption. They can use it to, in the manufacture of other products but it's not a good does it have cyanide in it i don't know maybe it does i i don't know but it's not it's not a good um huh not a good source of edible honey we have to cite those sources and look that i have to look that that up my my folks have some southern indica or sun azaleas in their backyard Mm -hmm. and they used to be under a big monterey pine that finally has given up it's 60 years old and it was finally done and they get full sun Almost all day. They get some afternoon shade as the sun is going past and starting to, to drop in the sky. But as long as they get water and they're in good soil, they look great with all that sun. And I'm guessing that's and why they call and them. They're, they're out east, too. They're yeah. Out, yeah. Not far from you. Yeah. So. it. I yeah. don't recommend it because so frequently people don't have all the conditions just right. Right. But if they're in good soil... And they're getting they get plenty water. of water. Yeah, exactly. They do really well. And the southern indicas are bigger growing shrubs. I, uh, yeah. Like the two most. Well, we don't we don't sell that many azaleas. Not, not like not like uh, we are, used to. Are your parents in soil that's you know set for acid loving plants when you first no, planted them? No, it was they're in raised they're in raised planters that were around the base of this tree that and was in a planter in the backyard when they that tree went in in 1960. Jeez, yeah, did well for many years. It 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 outlasted most of the Monterey pines in the East County, but I was surprised because their sprinklers. I get to I get to do sprinkler adjust, checks adjust on, on occasions. Yes. Yeah, and they were still doing well. The new one we put in, um, my dad always he loves his azaleas so and his camellias. His camellias, too, yeah, I know. They're I know. pretty. It's, I mean, it's it's a it, it's a. They're nice plants. Plant. They do well. And the azaleas need more water than the camellias, but they're, well, we could do a shade-loving segment some other time. We may have to do that next week. Since well. we're talking about how well they do in the sun, we could turn it into a shade-loving segment. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It's a plan. As much sense as David I, ever makes. And I think that, you know, as I recall, the two, the two most popular ones that we would sell were um, Red Wing and um, Alaska. Yes, these are these are uh, Phoenicia Formosa. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Those and uh, they're beautiful. Uh, George Tabor. and George Tabor. Yeah, George Tabor is a great, tough great one. Yeah. old school plants. You've yes. been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to be back next Saturday morning at six o'clock with another hour. We hope to hope you'll join us. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. 
That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.